evening, good morning, good afternoon, my audio listening audience. I want to thank you here. I want to thank you for tuning in with me tonight, or this morning, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. To me right now, it's at nighttime. What I want to talk about today is, which is pretty much all the five steps to reinventing your life, consists of reinventing your life. What stage of your life do you come to when you realize you need to reinvent your life? When the, the techniques and the methods you've been using for decades, <laughs> even generations from what you've been taught by your parents and grandparents, such your parents, the parents taught you, when does the time come in your life when you make that change say, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired of what I've been doing for all these years because I haven't got enough. I haven't earned enough or learned enough to move me on to the next stage of my life, which is happiness, financial gain. Self-respect, respect from others, self-confidence, believe in yourself that just because you get older doesn't mean that you have to dilapidate and you get withered out like an old dried up chicken bone that's been buried in the backyard by your dog Brutus for 10 years. That's a pretty dried up bone, if you think about it. A lot of times people's lives end up like that. And then it gets too late, like, well, there's not enough moisture to, be able to give me the nourishment to move on. And try to reinvent myself and take it in a different direction that I'm not able to take or wasn't able to take or wasn't um, intuitive enough to take or aware of myself enough or love myself enough to take the necessary actions to apply myself and what I need to do on a daily basis. And where does it all start from? Where do you actually start to reinvent your life? Does anybody know? I have an idea. Where you should start, because what is what I what I can teach you, what I can share with you, I've applied in my own life. My life is, I've dragged myself through the underbellies, the dregs of the underbellies of society, walking through the valley of the shadow of death, for so many years. I look back on it now that my life is straight and I'm clean, and I'm sober. Well, not so much sober because I still drink on occasion, but the drugs I don't do, I don't do drugs anymore. Drugs have held me back from becoming my truest self. The person I am today talking to you now has been on hold, <laughs> backlog for decades. As embarrassing as it is to share with people that I don't even know, I've never I've never been met. I own my shit. I own my own mistakes. Those are my real estate. That's my real estate. I own that property mistakes. When people realize that they come to the, the the conscious, conscious knowing of, yeah, I made some mistakes. My mistakes does not, does not define me. My happiness defines me. Not my success, but my happiness defines me. Because people don't see your success. They see you who for you who for who you are. And if they see you happy, they don't care about your success. Because it's... It's a, it's a universal thing that people are happy, and you can see happiness, and you can feel happiness. You can see it on their face. You can see how they approach you. They can see how they talk to you. They can see how they want to be in service to you. They want to help you. They understand your situation. You know, that's what being happy is. Being happy isn't being happy because you've gained all the success in life, and you have a, a nice car, a really super nice house. 
you have enough money in the bank where you never have to worry about how much money you're spending things on? Wouldn't that be nice? But that's not happiness. That's security. That's comfort. But what really makes you happy is understanding the journey that brought you to where you are now. And that could be negative. It could be positive. I know within my experience in my life, I've had the world in the palm of my hand so many times and I've lost it because I was always thinking about the end in mind, the, the, the destination. The destination is success. Success is the destination. From, from point A to point Z is the journey. And I know that success does not define a person. And if you think success defines a person, you need to wake up and take a clearer, deep evaluation of yourself your values, your morals, your ethics, and how you think you feel people perceive you and how you act on what that perception is. Then realize that tangible things does not make you happy. Does not make you successful. What really makes you successful is your happiness. Enjoying the journey. The journey to me is the failures, the mistakes, the slip-ups, the rough patches. What defines me is how well do I bring myself up and I pull myself up from that failure. There's a big difference between failure and quitting. If I fail at something and I look back and I say, okay, well, what did I do wrong? Oh, it's so embarrassing. It's so frustrating to see what I did wrong. And I know I could have done better, but I did my best, right? As long as you do your best and you look back and you failed at something, you say, well, what can I do to change, modify, redirect, do more research, apply myself, spend more time on it to better myself so that I don't fail next time, but next time I will be happy with my results. Because because you accomplish something that doesn't make it a success, you should be happy with your results. Now, if you go at it and you look at, I, I, I failed at something, so I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to hang it up, hang up the cleats, <laughs> Hang up whatever it is that, you know, whatever you yearn for, your, your, your suit, your office, your job. I'm quitting. I'm just done. I'm done. I'm not going to try this anymore. That's the difference between a failure and quitter. A lot of times people think that failure and quitting is the same thing. Well, I failed, so I'll quit. No, it's not. It's not the same thing by any stretch of the imagination. When you quit, you're a loser. People think because you're a failure, you're a loser. Well, you're a loser if you don't if you just walk up and, and quit trying. You don't think you don't have enough passion within inside your, your goals, your heart, what you want to do, then you just quit. You shouldn't even try it anyhow. You shouldn't even put forth the energy. But when you learn from what you did wrong, that makes you happy. And from your happiness comes success. A quitter just quits and goes up and he tries something else. Then he, then he doesn't do well at that either because he fails at it again because he expects the outcome to be instantaneous. It's not like life isn't a scratch-off ticket from the, the mega lottery ticket. You still scratch off instantly you're a, a multimillionaire. That doesn't happen like that. Life does not happen that way. Life is not a, a mega lottery ticket. Life is a series of ups and downs, trials and tribulations, failures and successes, but not quitting. Quitting and trying should be completely out of your vocabulary. When you hear somebody talk with you, talk to you, and they say, "Well, I tried my best," tell them, oh, "I'm sorry you didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you you tried so hard and failed. If you just would have did it 
and you would have you would made sure you did everything you're supposed to to follow through on accomplishing it. Like hitting the right your target with the right amount of energy instead of effort. I have no qualm. I have no problem with you. But if you're going to sit there and tell me that you just quit and you failed and I'm not going to try anymore, I have no emotions for you. So, and that's what this is all about, is reinventing your life. And there's an example, a story that I'd like to share with you that I came up with as I was driving down the road. I don't know if I was going to work or to pick my son up. But an epiphany came to me, and I, I love driving down the street because I know I'm on track. When I drive down the street and I have to turn off my radio and I give a podcast to nobody that's there because I'm tapping into something that's real, that's live, and it's honest, and it's true, that makes sense to me. So hopefully it will make sense to you. So you can apply it into your life. There's three stages of reinventing yourself. And I classify these as the caterpillar stage, the cocoon stage, and the butterfly stage. Okay, is everybody with me? Okay. So the the caterpillar stage is a stage where... You're walking on the ground, you got 50 legs, I don't know how many legs a caterpillar has, you can, you can Google it, <laughs> I care about anything else that doesn't throw, what's, what's this, what's that, Google it, well if you can think about a caterpillar having 50 legs, you think with a caterpillar, you'd think it'd be quick as a cheetah, right, quick as a dragonfly, boom, all over the place, just running, zip, zip, zip here, zip there, ding here, dash there, call them lightning, lightning bolt jack or whatever, lightning bolt caterpillar. But with 50 legs, you think he would get more pro- progress in the direction he wants to go than where he's actually at. Because when you're a caterpillar, not only do you have 50, 50 legs, but they're short. So you don't really go that far. You don't have a big stride. And you're low to the ground, so you really can't see in front of you very well, which kind of scares me. Because if I had blinders on and I was blind, or I had a, a, a bandana over my head or my face and I couldn't see, I would be going really slow, and I'd be really tentative about which way I'm going, and I wouldn't have a little whole lot of confidence. So when you're a caterpillar, and you're walking on the ground, you bump into a rock, you can't see over, it's like, what do I do, what do I do, oh my gosh, I got this problem in front of me, and I just keep on bumping into it, because I can't see around it, I can't see over it, so I gotta go back and go the long way around, I go something else, and then you find you're into another a rock, and then a tree, then you gotta avoid the, 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 the predators that are going to come after you. And life as a caterpillar is very self-loathing. Loathing. Low, get it? Loathing. <laughs> and you don't have a lot of self-confidence as a caterpillar. You're insecure and you're tentative. And you're, you're scared about your life because you can't see what's in front of you. You don't know where you're going. You don't know if a snake's going to be on the other side or a bird. Because you can't have no idea where you're at. And I think that's with a lot of people. They're at a stage in their life where they don't know where they're at. They don't know if they're going to wake up the next day and have another problem. They're going to have to pile on and, and compound their, their problems in their life and compound it into a bigger problem. I think people are like that a lot. They can't see over the obstacles that are in front of them. Instead of saying, I have workable solutions with this situation I'm encountering right now. What do I need to do? So you look at the situation, you analyze, you come up with two, three good workable solutions. You start with the first one, you work way to the second and third one until you find out the solution that's going to get you out of the predicament that you're in. That's what most people do. That's what I do, and I know that works for me. 
Don't limit yourself on your intellectual capabilities of limit yourself on just one solution to a problem. That's the problem with human beings. They limit themselves to just one solution to a problem. I allow myself three solutions to a problem. They may have come all at once, or they may just go, boom, this one didn't work, boom, that one didn't work, boom, the third one worked. That's the problem with Caterpillar. All these legs are getting in your way. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not helpful. They're, they're, they're a burden. Imagine if you just take those two legs and put them in two, you know, one big long leg and he can look up and just walk on two legs at once. I think all those legs are like in a person's life. All those 50 legs are the composite, are the composite com compounding of all our problems. We have so many, we probably have more than 50 problems in our life, but those 50 problems are like our legs in our life. They impede us from moving in the direction that's going to self-benefit our, 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 our livelihood, our self-worth, our self-respect, our respect for other people. You're an addict. You're an angry person. You watch pornography too much. You, you don't want to play video games. You're always arguing. You're drinking beers. You're not productive. You have no hobbies. You have no friends. You're a, super, a recluse. You don't do anything. And then you have these afflictions. And you're trying to get over this alcoholism. You're trying to get over this bad relationship. You're trying to get over this breakup. You're trying to get or why these kids don't love you. And this, there's so many problems in people's lives. They compound and compound and compound. You know why they compound and they get heavier and heavier? Because we just take it for granted. They're going to come and, oh, eventually they'll work themselves out and they're, they'll run their course. But they don't run their course. They compound themselves on top of each other like lead. Like money in a bank, how the interest built on itself just gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And the burden gets heavier and heavier and harder to carry. Those 50 legs are a problem. The problems in your life are a problem because you do not take the time to face them, to come up with workable solutions to overcome them, to put them not only past beside you or over you, but behind you, and not to worry about them again. And that's the life of a, of a caterpillar. And that's the life of human beings. We struggle, we struggle, we struggle, we struggle, we don't want anything to do about it. We want somebody to come by and save us like that lottery ticket. We want that wonderful, that $300 million lottery ticket to come by and just save our lives and, and, and change our whole lives and take all our problems away. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news over the devil's advocate, but money does not solve your problems and does not make you happy. It does not give you success. It makes you comfortable. It gives you stability. It gives you reassurance that you will never have to go without anything else in the world, in your life. That's what money does. True happiness is overcoming your afflictions, your transgressions, becoming up solutions. So what does a caterpillar do? We'll go to the next second stage. Second stage is the cocoon stage. After so much time, a caterpillar gets tired of walking with all these legs. I'm exhausted. He tells himself, I am exhausted with nothing to show for where I've been, where I'm at. Why do I even want to go any further than where I'm at and to where I want to go? Because... I have nothing to show for whatever I'm exhausted. I have all these legs and I shouldn't be exhausted with all these legs. So he starts taking the time to meditate. He finds a nice quiet place, like have you seen cocoons? They're in a nice quiet place, right? Where it's kind of out of the way. <laughs> Birds and predators can't get them. Snakes and spiders probably could, but they can't penetrate the, the, the cocoon. Birds can't see them. And if they can see them, maybe they realize that, you know, hey, that cocoon, that, that caterpillar, that cocoon inside there was once a caterpillar and he finally got tired of living on the ground, dragging his belly on the, on the surface of the earth, 
going nowhere. So I'm going to let him have his time to meditate and think about the things that brought him to where he's at so he can continue to further his progress in the place he knows he needs to be. So the, so the caterpillar is inside the cocoon and he's meditating. Home. Home. He's meditating all the, all, the, all the decisions he's made, all the emotions that he's had. He starts realizing, look at all the emotions that I've used to make a decision for my life. I've used feelings and emotions to make decisions that my brain should be making. Your brain, should, your, your emotions and feelings should not be making decisions your brain should be making. Your brain should be making decisions all the time. Even when you're in love and those feelings are hot and they're passionate and you just think, ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ooh, I just, what I'd like, what, what I'd love to do with, oh my gosh. And then, and then you get yourself in trouble. Instead of taking the time to use your brain saying, this is a great relationship and this person makes me feel really good and I'm going to go about it the right way and use my brain instead of my emotions because if I'm using my emotions and I have sex with this person or I lay with this person, within a week or two, it'll be gone. But if I use my brain and I'd be a gentleman or a lady, I show myself respect and show them respect, you're going to have long-term gratification instead of immediate gratification. So the caterpillar is thinking about this in his head. And he's meditating on it, and he's starting to come up with workable solutions so that this doesn't happen again. He's taking accountability for his mistakes and his actions. And the funny things happen. A funny thing happens within the universe when you take accountability for your mistakes and you stop blaming your mom and your dad, your kids, you're growing up, being beaten up when you was growing up, being molested, being raped, um, which are awful things. And I have to throw them out there because it's real. And I ain't going to piss down your neck and tell you it's raining and not even give you an umbrella. I'm giving you an umbrella by telling you that I acknowledge that. Those things are bad. But if you continue to admit the things that you've done and what you've experienced, you have no control over. You have the, but the caterpillar has no control over what he did a week ago or a month ago. The, the impediments that he came across and came in face with and he was stuck. Didn't know what to do. Even though he has 50 legs, you think, good Lord, I should be able to do whatever I want with 50 legs and go wherever I want. I should be able to levitate and walk up a tree. Whatever I want to do, I should be able to do it. But the caterpillar realizes that he doesn't have control over what he did, what happened yesterday, a week ago, or a year ago, five years ago, or ten years ago. So many people have such a hard time getting over something that happened a decade ago. Why are you stuck with this displaced emotions, this displaced feelings about something that happened ten years ago? If you haven't got over it yet by now, maybe you need to take a trip to the cocoon stage of reinventing your life and meditate on the things that you have control over and the things you don't have control over. Think about it. What are you in control of? Who's in the driver's seat? Is it your past? Is it your present? Is it your past relationship? Is it past a situation you have when you was molested, when you was beat up, when you was robbed, when you was um, cheated out of a job, when somebody lied to you about your, your performance and you got fired from a job? Who's running the show in your life? Who's driving? Who's behind the wheel? Your past or your present? You gotta ask yourself that. Are you driving your, your, your life or is your past driving your life? And that's the cocoon stage. And you have to ask yourself that. After the cocoon stage comes the butterfly stage. And once you've meditated on everything, that, all the steps and decisions you've made that were wrong, you've never taken accountability, and you never wanted to come up with a solution to solving your situations, your issue, where your life is now, compared to what you wish it would be ten year, when you was 10 years ago, and you're like, ah, oh, I want to be here, I want to be there, I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to make all the right decisions, I'm, do, oh, I'm so excited. Then you find yourself a decade later in your same spot you was 10 years ago. You didn't take accountability. You didn't take, I'm a, 
You need to take stock of where you're at and what you have to work with. Okay, this isn't good. Throw that away. Okay, that's good. We'll keep that. That was a good decision because I used my mind instead of my emotions. Yeah, we're keeping that. We're putting it on the top shelf. <laughs> like the biggest trophy you've ever had. You always put it, put it where somebody sees it. We're going to take that. Well, that's another bad decision. That's another bad decision. We're not going to do that. No. And then you take all the bad and you shed it away. And what happens? When you become a cocoon to a butterfly, when you break through that cocoon, the, the caterpillar is going to think he's going to drop to the ground. But no, you shed all the compounding weight and stress from afflictions and bad decisions for your past life. Once you've made, a cat, made yourself accountable and you decide that was my fault, nobody else's, what can I do to change my life so I have more self-respect, more gratification, more self-worth, and more self-love so I can give to other people because I'm nothing without other people. If I serve other people, I serve myself. And so all of a sudden now, all the weight from those 50 legs and that big body from the from the caterpillar is gone. So when you break three free from the cocoon, you think, think you're gonna drop, but you don't because you're light as a feather. Instead of having 50 legs and big, fat, juicy body, you have four legs, two wings, and a body as light as a feather. And now that's the reinventing stage. You've washed yourself clean. You've washed off all the dirt and the regret, remorse, the, the, the embarrassment, the guilt, the fear. It's all gone. Now you're light as a feather. Now you're a butterfly and you're flying high and you're going wherever you want. You're just as giddy as a schoolgirl out at recess with a lollipop in her hand and a chocolate bar or other. <laughs> I can't think of anything else with a little girl would want. And a puppy. That's how happy the butterfly is. Lollipop, chocolate bar, and a puppy. That's how happy the, the butterfly is. You're flying everywhere you're, and anywhere you want to be. No longer you are, are you stuck on the ground like a caterpillar running into a pit and about blockages and rocks and, and rivers and streams and predators. You don't ever have to worry about that. That's no longer because you don't have control of what happened in the past. All you have control is, is what the life space you're in right now. Your life space that you created for yourself right now is a healthy space. It's a clean space. And that's where you want to be. So now as a butterfly, you can, you can not only can you fly anywhere you want, but you can see in the distance where you want to go at any angle. Okay, we're not going to go that way because there's too many trees or too many other bugs. Or whatever, whatever. Oh, there's, there's just there's too much water. And if I land on the water, I'm going to get ate by a fish. And oh, I better go over here. And I, go, I can fly over here. And like, oh, look at all these beautiful stuff over here. Oh, hey, look at those. Oh, those, those are the butterflies. Oh, my God, there's butterflies. As a caterpillar, you don't know there's other butterflies. <laughs> as a caterpillar, as a caterpillar, you don't know there's other caterpillars out there because you're so low to the ground. You have no self. You have no networking. You no know, social life. You become, you become inwardly drawn and become a recluse. Uh, a cipher. A cipher is somebody who just who's, who, who distances themselves from society and friends and communication. But as a butterfly, you don't have that anymore. You can go wherever you want because you have the confidence to know that when you make a mistake and you fail, as failure is not quitting, failure is an experience. It's the journey. It's going to make you happy. It's going to create success in your life. Because now you can fly wherever you want. And no matter what, if you fail, as long as you fall forward, you're not quitting. You're moving. You're moving on in the direction you know you're supposed to be. When I trip on the sidewalk, I trip forward. I don't fall on my hands and knees and scout my hands. I fall forward. 
When I fall forward, I'm not failing. I'm moving forward more closer to my success, my destination, my happiness. But when you fail and you quit, you fall on your face and you scrape, scrape yourself up, your nose, your chin, your hands, your knees, and you're like discouraged. <laughs> Bullshit. I hate it when people do that. Because that's not what you, you're part of the you're part of the problem, not part of the situ, the solution. So when you fall, you fell forward. When you fail, you fall forward. When you fail, you quit, you're a loser. Remember that. Let me ask people right now. How many of you are in the caterpillar stage? Okay. Evaluate your situation, where you where you've been, to brought you to where you're at, which brought you here to talk to me, which is which is we're going to give you a, a tram ride to the cocoon, <laughs> cocoon warehouse. We're going to get you a cocoon. We're going to get you set up. Okay. How many of you are in the cocoon stage? I'm I'm about ready. I'm in the cocoon stage myself. I'm about ready to break free from my cocoon. I'm about ready to fly with a fresh pair of wings. Those of you in the, med- the cocoon stage, meditate. Meditate daily, every three days, at least five to ten minutes to figure out where you're at, where you've been, why you're where you're at, and where you want to go. Don't quit. Be a failure. Fail, 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 fail. Continue to fail. Because your failing is what defines you, not your success. Your failures define you. Not your success. Your failures define how serious you are about becoming the truest, your truest self, fulfilling your purpose in this life. Not your success. Let me tell you something. You cannot take your success with you to the afterlife. It's impossible. What you can take is happiness, self-worth, self-pride, serving other people. Those things you can't touch, but you feel, you can't see them. You can't smell them, but you can feel them. Those are the things that you take back in the suitcase in your soul, back to heaven, so you can show off to your family what you create, what you learned and experienced and went through down here. Don't let your failures define you. Let them move you. Let them control your brain, your mind, feelings and your emotions I think I just said that wrong see I'm wrong even I'm, I'm sitting, doing here, sitting here doing a podcast and I'm even wrong I get so jacked up and worked up I forget what I'm saying don't, don't let your success get in the way of your happiness let your failures define you so if I know somebody, I don't want to see all the shit that they have in their driveway, in their house, and their ha- their TV, and look at this, John. Look at my my, my phone can do, look at my TV can do, look at my speaker, look at all this thing. Oh, I got a new car. I don't give a shit about all that. I want to know who you are. What defines you? What 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 brought you to where you're at? What brought you the most happiness? What failures brought you to where you're at right now? That's what's most important. That's what you take back with you. That's what defines you. Not your success. Success is just a destination. If I'm going to California from Salt Lake City, Utah, where I live, I'm not worried about just get to L.A. I'm going to California, L.A. It's the people I'm going to meet, the experiences I'm going to, I'm going to encounter. If I'm going to have a flat tire, I'm going to run out of gas. 
My car's going to break down. Am I going to come along somebody along the way on the road and meet somebody who's broken down? And I want to help them? That's an opportunity. That's a journey. That's part of the journey that you're looking for. Serving other people and helping other people. That's the journey. Forget about the success. Forget about the money. Forget about the accolades and the attention. You can't take that back with you. You can't take it home. Heaven, I call it. Heaven home. Eternity. You can't. What defines you as a person is your failures. How willing are you to get it back on your feet, dust yourself off, and continue in the direction that fulfills your purpose? Think about it. Ladies and gentlemen, there's the, the caterpillar, the cocoon, and the butterfly. Think about what I said. Meditate on it. Reflect on it. See where you're at. See where your life's been, where you want to be. What can you do to make changes? I can't come up with the changes for your, your, your individual life. I can only come up with the changes for my life. What's going to be best for you is to sit down and meditate. Write down on a piece of paper, where have I been? What have I done? You're an intelligent man. You're an intelligent woman. You're not stupid. You're not smart. Nobody's stupid or smart. You don't have to be successful. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. You don't have to be smart and educated to be successful. What you have, you already need. What you need, you already have. So you sit there thinking, oh, I don't know how to figure this out. No, you don't have to figure it out. You know why? Because the neurotransmitters in your brain haven't enacted that way. They've been lying dormant. When they haven't been used for so long, you don't even know how to tap into them. You go to the gym. Ten years ago, you went to the gym. You worked out every single day. You were strong as an ox, right? You haven't worked out for ten years. You think you're going to go back to the gym and just lift the same weight you did ten years ago? No, you're not. It needs practice. It needs working out. It needs repetition, repertoire. And that's what you need to do. Well, I can't come up with this right now. i got a pen and a paper. I just can't think. Well, you know what? The simplest thing that comes to your mind, write it down. Okay, follow through on that, what you wrote down. Then the next thing that comes to your mind, write the next thing down. The next thing, and I guarantee you, you meditate on these things, not things, you meditate on these topics of discussion that you want to change your life with, the more your brain will strengthen, the neurotransmitters in your brain will enlighten, enlighten, and the connection to the electrical in the brain will start to happen. And you'll come up with more solutions than you did the first day, two weeks or a week from now. But how much do you care about yourself do you care about yourself at all, if any, to sit down and take the time? Because it's not, so good. It's not going to happen on a lottery ticket. It's not going to happen on the internet. You're not going to just make a click a button and come up with the answers. You need to come up with the answers with inside yourself. How much do you love yourself enough to ask yourself, do I need, do I have to, what, what can I sacrifice my day to sit down and write down the list of things that were where I've been brought to me to where I'm at and where I'm at can bring me to take me to my life of happiness. Not success, but happiness. Feeling good about myself because when I feel good about myself, that's the success that I'm looking for. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is John Bankhead. Well, I can one, the one and only. I hope that what I talked to you about today, hope it impacts you. Hope it fills your life with curiosity, and strength. And you go out today, you tomorrow, whatever it is, and you carry what I say with you, what you learn from me, and you focus on what you're thinking about and what you're going through and what you're experiencing. And don't take it for granted. You assimilate the situation and the people you're in contact with to make yourself the better person you can be. Not taking everything for granted. Not taking everything for, for advantage of coming in contact with a person that captures you and not being friendly, looking in the eye and shaking their hand. That's what it's all about, the journey. Not the destination. Success is the destination. Failures are the journey. What defines you? My name is John Bacon. I'm out.
and you don't think I can do a fucking food, dude. Kiss my fucking black lord ass. You don't think I can do a fucking presentation? Back 